Are you one of the 9 million Floridians living in a community managed by a property manager or HOA? If you've ever wondered what your rights are as a resident or what your role is as a volunteer board member, you've come to the right place. Welcome to the Condo Coaches, your resource for when your gated community starts to feel more like you're stuck behind bars or when that guy next door decides that a hot pink Chevy on cinder blocks really sets the tone for the neighborhood. The Condo Coaches is brought to you by LMFunding.com. Find the Condo Coaches online at thecondocoaches.com. And now your host, Johnny Torres. Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for listening, watching the Condo Coaches as we celebrate our one-year episode. That's right, episode number 52 with head coach Dean Akers. How are you? I'm doing awesome. It's a, what a milestone. Oh, man, it's so exciting. Uh, I was going to bring in like silly party hats and like streamers <laughs> and stuff. Uh, didn't get around to it. Uh, I even missed out. I was going to get the cupcake and everything, a little something to celebrate. But nonetheless, uh, it's been an amazing year. It's gone by incredibly fast. Uh, and I continue to be fascinated every single time that we're in here uh, doing what we do because of uh, just the impact that it's had. Well, that's what we're celebrating today. I mean, when we recap this past year and you, you think about all the questions, you think about our community involvement around the state with our trade shows and our presentations uh, and the impact we've had. I mean, I was on the phone half of yesterday, uh, literally half of yesterday with callers helping them out with issues they're having across the state from boards to property owners. Yeah. And that's the thing, you know, the problems never end. Uh, and some of the problems are new. Most of them are not. Uh, but uh, th that's why we do the show, because I think oftentimes people do feel isolated. They do feel uh, that may maybe other people can't understand what's happening in their community. Uh, and as we've found uh, more often than not, that's not the case. There are a lot of communities going through what your community is going through, uh, regardless of how great or, or how poorly your community is being run. Uh, there, you know, there's always something to work on, ways of, to improve, and uh, we've been able to do that. That's been a lot of fun, and uh, we're we're going to kind of rehash some of that. We're also going to be uh, tapping into our mailbox pretty heavily today and our social media profiles. And so, uh, for those of you maybe listening for the first time, uh, again, the Condo Coaches is a radio show uh, where we bring on experts, and we also share our own knowledge and expertise in helping you run your con condominium community or homeowner association effectively. If efficiently and on budget. Uh, and one of the ways that we help people is, again, by you calling us, emailing us, reaching out through uh, to us through social media. And you can do that at thecondocoaches.com, which is our website, thecondocoaches.com. A great way to not only get to know the show, there's great blog posts on there. We also have every video that you can watch. Uh, we have it on our video player there. Uh, and then, of course, there's contact forms, not to mention the playbooks that are absolutely free for downloading right well, now. Well, I, I was going to say, the evolution of the show is more than just the 52nd week. I mean, when you and I sat down and talked about this uh, over a year ago, and we talked about the concept of bringing a uh, essentially non-sponsored uh, volunteer group to the condo industry, which yes. is, you know, there's three-plus million condos, nine million-plus people living in them. Who would have thought that, that we would have seen an evolution of seven published booklets and those of we didn't sit down and dream up what to with two more write. on the way yeah but we didn't sit down and dream those books up based on what we thought no they came not. they evolved through what we've learned and then to have all the great uh 
visitors with us in all the different industries. And then now to have over a hundred condo coaches across the state of Florida that are out there helping and will help uh, condominium associations and homeowners. So, and when we talk about that help, uh, just to reiterate for those of the those of you who may be joining us for the first time and uh, and aren't familiar with how we do things here at the Condo Coaches, uh, pretty much all of the coaches that we've had on, the experts that we've had on in their respective fields, have offered to help at no charge the communities out there in one way or another. So we're talking pest control, we're talking uh, roads, we're talking landscaping, painting, insurance, public adjusting. All the, I mean, just the gamut of elections. experts. Elections. Elections. <laughs> elections. That's right. We're coming up on end of the year. I'm sure a lot yeah. of communities are, are holding their elections. Uh, and all of them have offered to step forward free of charge to any community that listens to this program and help them out and make sure that they, again, get on the right path to running a great community. Yeah. It's, um, I, uh, I, I, I actually took some of the, just took the previous questions and was rereading yeah. them and looking at the books uh, over the week before this show and just I was amazed to myself and I go I never dreamt 52 weeks ago that we would have an impact on the industry I mean when I go out to trade shows now and, and we do our our board class we have classes just a life of a board member so it's not one of these state of Florida deals yeah we have 75 to 100 people attending those now and this next year we're going to actually take it on the road as condo coach uh, seminars that okay. will be going to the markets. Well, and so again, it, it's expanded from its original vision, right? Yeah. All we wanted to do originally, we weren't even going to do the radio side. Right. Remember, we were just going to kind of use the radio more or less, uh, or the studio here as just a way for us to develop this program. It was right. going to be online only. Right. Then came the opportunity to take it to the radio station. Right. And before even our first official episode, the light bulb went off and you're like, you know, what? we have to broadcast this across the state. We have to make it available anywhere and everywhere possible. And so now if you want to listen to the condo coaches, you could do so on the radio across the state of Florida. So Tampa Bay, Central Florida in the Orlando region, uh, the Palm Beach County region and South Florida. And then, of course, Facebook. You can catch every episode. YouTube. We have over a year's worth of episodes. Uh, and and then the podcast version, which is also incredibly popular. Well, it's crazy. Think about it. We get as many calls from out of state now. Yeah. People going, when are you going to come to New York State? When are you going to come out to Nevada? When are you going to come to California? That's exactly right. That is exactly right. And uh, people are downloading our booklets every single day. These emails get spread like wildfire. The booklets have been an, an, an enormous success. Uh, and the best part is is that uh, again there there's no it's a win-win for everybody involved uh and so again this today's show is going to be about giving back uh, as we always do but you know also reminiscing a little bit on some of the adventures that you've had and, and meeting these communities around the state of florida uh we are you know of course uh, hoping that we are helping other communities and uh in in cities across the country uh, because we know you're listening to be it to the podcast or to our Facebook show or to our radio show. And so we thank you also for the support that you've given this program for the past year. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I, I had an incident this week that just kind of salted it for me. I had a individual call me, reached out on our site, called me, uh, heard the podcast in California. Wow. Was coming to Florida to help his 
uncle with an estate issue who was sick and then subsequently passed away and has reached back out and using us through the show for information to help him with that condo. But when he heard us in California and he knew he was going to be dealing with his uncle's condo here, he has morphed all the way from here to here to, to, (laughs) and we've helped him. It was amazing. Yeah. Well, and, and again, shout out to the West Coast because they've also been incredibly supportive of this show. We get tons of listeners uh, from California, as you just said. Seattle, Washington is yeah. actually, outside of Florida, is the largest audience for this program, Seattle, Washington. Uh, and, of course, we've heard as far as Portland, Oregon, even Maine, uh, so maybe both Portland. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and that's been uh, just incredibly uh, flat uh, flattering. Uh, and inspiring for us to continue to do this program. Uh, We're going to kick off the show, as we promised, with uh, opening our mailbox. And so we're going to try to get through as many of these questions as possible. Uh, One of these is one you've already talked to. Uh, We're talking to John Bruns. And um, and so he says he loves the podcast on iTunes uh, and asking if he should attend the annual meeting. He's near nearing the end of the purchasing process of a condo. They have the loan approval. They're expected to close in late November. Uh, the annual meeting is in a few days and they'd like to attend as guests. Uh, and what are our thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I, I reached out to him. I said, absolutely, I would attend. Uh, generally, they don't close annual meetings uh, again. If they do, they do, but but it, 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 I'm going to say it, and I shared with you before the show. Yep. Trust, transparency, and communication. We probably ought to put that on our website. Yeah. I mean, those three things are a common thing. So I, I, I would expect the board or the association he's involved with, that they would welcome him with open arms as a new potential resident sure. to join the annual meeting. He won't be able to vote, but... He'll be able to go in and, and experience the uh, interaction. No, but this is a point of pain for the boards as well, is the fact that nobody comes to these board meetings. Oh, yeah. I mean, they want it. The, uh, believe it or not, they want you there. Um, even if at times maybe things get a little tense uh, or even hostile, uh, they want people there. They want people involved. They want to hear from you uh, because if not, it does become kind of a, a bureaucracy or a hierarchy uh, when in reality, it's probably the closest thing to a democracy, I guess, that we that we do have uh, yeah. because they do want everybody's input. Everybody that's involved uh, has a vote. Right. Everybody who has stake in the community has a vote. And uh, and oftentimes I think people because of some of the the tension there they get discouraged and they don't go to the meetings but the board members want want as many people there as possible they they do the good ones do sure and uh i mean one of our things on one of our shows was a somebody emailed us where the board purposely set the remember that they set the meeting up with the board (laughs) facing with their backs backs to them so do you think they were engaging no right yeah (laughs) So, so point being there is don't turn your back to your residents. Yeah, the 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 the, the input and having people's input uh, uh, from the uh, board is good. We did the board classes, and one of the big ones is that we've stressed is uh, when you open a meeting, uh, a open the meeting with something that says what you enjoy about the association. We shared that tip. Yeah, and 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 the other one is which is my favorite deal in business and been using it for twenty years. Everybody's entitled to their own opinions. Yeah. Nobody's entitled to their own facts. So they We need to get that on a t shirt. Oh, let me tell you what. If if everybody if if the leaders of these meetings would facilitate and when they go off track to opinions, mm-hmm. just 
you know, what are the facts? Right. You know, and uh, it's the transparency, trust, and communication. But it's, it's, it, we, the, that's no, our second t shirt. Yeah. The, 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 <laughs> we, we probably ought to donate those t shirts. Yeah. All right. It's the Condo Coaches Radio Show. Again, check us out at thecondocoaches.com to learn more. It's our one year anniversary. We're celebrating segment two of this great show coming up right after this. Contact the Condo Coaches online at thecondocoaches.com. More of the Condo Coaches is coming up next. Thanks, Julie. And coming up next, is there rain in your weekend forecast? We'll find... Hey. Hi. It's been a while. Great place and nice neighborhood. You must have a strong community association board. Thanks. I guess so, but I don't pay any attention to that stuff. Seriously? How do you know for sure the board and community manager are making the right decisions to protect your investment? I don't, but what am I supposed to do? You can get involved and connect with CAI. CA what? CAI, Community Associations Institute, they're a nonprofit group that has helped us build a great community. They have free resources for your association board, professional training for community managers, and helpful information for homeowners. Thanks. I'll definitely do that. Is the time and investment you have made in your home and community protected? Be a smart homeowner and visit CAI at ResponsibleCommunities.com. Welcome back to The Condo Coaches, online at thecondocoaches.com. Here's your host, Johnny Torres. Celebrating our one-year anniversary. That's right, 52 shows of The Condo Coaches. And right beside me, as always, is head coach Dean Akers. We're tapping into our mailbox today uh, and reminiscing a little bit and bringing back up some of the more common issues and questions that we've heard over the past year. And thank you again to everybody who's been incredibly supportive of this program and has come out to the expos. Uh, We can't thank you enough for for making this uh, whole project a success because, uh, again, a year ago it didn't exist. It was an idea on paper that came about uh, between a, a meeting between you and I and, and Cords Owen, and uh, it's just uh, been a lot of fun. And uh, so uh, thank you again, Dean, for taking a chance on uh, on this project. Uh, I think uh, everybody has really enjoyed being a part of it. Well, it's been a unique unique journey, and I, I, I'd i be remiss in not saying that uh, we've had an underwriter, LM Funding, who is not a sponsor. We don't promote it or whatever. But because of LM funding, we've been able to have uh, uh, public service announcements. All year long, we've been promoting the Community Association Institute, That's which right. is across the United States. It's an organization where boards can be involved and learn. And we've done diabetes, uh, our military. And, you know, and it really complements CAI yeah. really complements what we do here. Basically, uh, I, I, it's almost an extension or we are almost an extension of what they do. And and I think not enough people who even listen to this program are familiar that the Community Associations Institute even exists, uh, and they are incredibly uh, valuable in terms of the resources that they have for board members and residents. Yeah, it's a great organization. Yeah, so definitely check them out. Look up Community Associations Institute online. Uh, uh, Tapping back into our mailbox, uh, Cheryl is asking for snail mail copies of our playbook. And so those are still available. Of course, you know, we're getting up there in numbers in terms of how many books we have. So uh, oftentimes we will deliver those uh, by hand. Uh, She happens to be uh, reaching out to us from Why Mama. So that's uh, here in the Tampa Bay region. One of our condo coaches has her contact information, and I believe he has already reached out. Out to her and has set up a delivery. Beautiful. 
And so uh, we have a, actually a second question from John. He goes, he travels frequently, sometimes for up to four months at a time. Uh, should he be a board member if he's only located at his condo about seven months out of the year? Uh, he says he can do uh, his duties remotely and that he'd be able to FaceTime or Skype in uh, for video during HOA meetings. Absolutely. Uh, you know, that's a permiss- permissible per- that's a permittable way to to have a board member. They can go on a cell phone and or Skype. Or, sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's 2017. Yeah. And uh, and and this guy, I believe, uh, would you know, if he's willing to volunteer, he must have a skill set that he understands would be valuable to the organization. Yeah. I mean, I would say for sure, be a board member. Yeah. And and if you have to travel, all you have to do is call in. It makes you a legal. Uh, in a part of the quorum. All right. So we move on from the central Florida area. Uh, Bill writes us is a non-residential condo association required to have an annual election. Now, again, this is kind of an odd question for us because this isn't, this is a very kind of Orlando thing. Uh, but in Orlando, they have vacation properties, a lot of vacation properties. And so I guess they're considered non-residential. Um, he goes, uh, and our board members limited to one or two year terms based on the bylaws. That, of course, is not a thing yet. Right. They uh, or, or is that now in effect? With time, the new- time, time shares is a whole different deal. I think he may be talking about uh, business condominiums. OK. A- and if he is, that's a whole different thing also. Right. It's not under 718, you know, as a coach. I mean, I, that's I, what he I, asked. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't think it is. Um yeah, business condominiums. You see those where they where they sell out uh, spaces, and it's like a condominium with common areas. Corporate condos. Yeah, that's yeah. not that's not a living seven eighteen condominium. Okay, and then uh, again, this may not apply to him because of the structure of this particular community. But he's a uh, yes. Our board members limited to one or two year terms based on the bylaws. Uh, he says he thinks he found where Governor Scott removed the limitation in SB four forty. Uh, chapter two fourteen dash fourteen. Um, I don't know. Term limits was is is still fairly a new thing. I don't think it was uh, ever in place to begin with. He's still talking about commercial condominium okay. type things. You know, like business op- office condominiums. Yeah, we're not familiar with that at all. Uh, there may be legislation about term limits there. He needs to contact an attorney in that space. Uh, as you mentioned, Governor Scott just signed in term limits. Um in july for condominium associations but that's i mean term limits are just they're not short <laughs> yeah right um and uh, and again we we've kind of decided that that's not really a positive uh, especially when it comes to these associations because it's hard enough to get people to run for these positions in the first place well the term limits also don't apply if you have nobody running either yeah so you have it's it's kind of a it's it's you know it's kind of a a, a crazy law uh, we'll see how that plays out in the next number of years. I, I suspect, I suspect there was some intent of it because you had some stuff in Southeast Florida where yep. people were just locked and loaded and would and would block people out. But by and large, out of almost fifty thousand associations, most of them are run really well. <laughs> yeah, right. The, 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 these are still the anomalies. Right. While they're the ones that make the news. Right. That's not typically the case in right. most communities. Right. Because even where you found time and time again where people thought money was being stolen or misused, uh, that often wasn't the case. It was just a misunderstanding of the financials uh, for that particular community. Yeah, we, 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 we get accusations all the time. And, yeah. and 
and they're and again there's a budget that at their annual meeting they should all get their budgets you know that's why another reason to attend you can get your budget uh you know uh you're you're allowed to get your financials if it's over you know i think it's four hundred thousand. you get audited mm-hmm. unless the group votes against it but we don't find i have yet on anybody that sent me any of the financial documents found any kind of uh shenanigans or craziness good. yeah that's good all right, uh, moving on. We're trying to get to as many of these questions as possible. Stephen Strum writes to us. He goes, for the past few years, we've had a condo board uh, with five members. Three of the board members have aligned uh, together to be the controlling interests of the board. These three do not communicate or show transparency to other residents or the other two board members. Our building is being held hostage to these three members. We cannot get a, them off the board, so the power of the board votes change uh, to a fair forum. Uh, because proxy votes are numerous in our building with 300 units, of which 100 are investors who do not live in the building. We can't get the unit owners on board who want to be the voice or work for the good of the building, as once they are on the board, their votes are outnumbered due to the three controlling the board. And again, this is these kind of situations are the ones that make for term limits. A group of residents want to hire and pay for legal advice to be a watchdog over the board. Any help or advice would be appreciated. Well, the, the, you know, if the board's doing their fiduciary responsibilities, there is no oversight on the board. And then you have the right to, to vote them out. And if there's that many residents there, somebody needs to, to, to run against them. And getting a little political here, I mean, really what it might be is is that one by one, maybe you challenge each of those board members one by one, you know, on election day. And and start to break up that stronghold that they have. Uh, or if you think you have the numbers, you know, line line three other people up or five people up, however many of those roles you want to take over and just make sure that you have the support to uh, get them out of the out of those roles. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's not easy yeah. because people are apathetic. If you have a bunch of investors, a lot of times the investors, if you have 100 investors in that 300 unit that's unusual but to have that many different investors. If they yeah. are, reach out to them and see what their positions are. Well, in South Florida, much like in uh, Central Florida as well, has seen a huge influx of investors, especially because of the political things happening down in Central Florida. And then also the more global economy we become, the more uh, of these investors are coming into the market. And Florida is just ripe for it because it's easy. Uh, there's a lot of demand for rentals. There's a high volume of tourism. And so there's a lot that can be done with these properties. Uh, so uh, there really it's going to be about strength in numbers. And somebody's got to step forward and, and challenge these people come election time. But that that holds true in our national elections, our local elections and your condo elections. Yeah. If A, nobody runs, those three are going to be there. And B, if who runs doesn't build a constituency to vote for them, they're going to lose. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly right. So uh, Rosemary writes to us. She goes, dear condo coaches, hope you can give me some uh, advice on how to proceed with a couple different issues related to smoking in our condominium complex. Residents are hanging out, smoking in the common area by the elevator where the non-smokers have to walk through to get to the elevator. Smoking residents leave their condo to go to the common area by the elevator, uh, smoke their cigarettes, then go back into their condo. Residents smoking on their balcony, where the other non-smoking residents, uh, one or two floors above them, cannot use their balcony because of the smell and can't open their sliding glass doors because the smell creeps into the living room. Is there anything that can be done on this? Uh, and thank you for your help with this issue. I think we had that question. One of our attorneys answered that that in the common areas, mm-hmm. uh, they could they could have no smoking areas, uh, but they're not required to do the same things that that 
uh, public spaces are, and and then the rights of use of their own condominiums and their areas. I don't think there's any restrictions on their attorney yeah. But they could implement smoking and non-smoking areas. Yeah, you know, and, and policies, common areas. I would think, yeah, in 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 the com- within the common areas. But I would think the hallways or the area around an elevator is absolutely one of those areas where you don't want people smoking. Well, yes, and then I just had an instance with somebody that that was living in a condominium that was really not could not stand smoking Mm -hmm. and the other condominium owner either next door downstairs smoked and for whatever reason i don't know how it gets through the walls or whatever they finally had to move out wow well and again sometimes it may be just communicating with that neighbor i don't think there's much they can do about the balcony issue uh but you know maybe you implement some uh smoking zones there so coming up can a squirrel be a uh a, a pet a sympathy pet a therapy pet talk about that on the condo coaches contact the condo coaches online at the condocoaches.com more of the condo coaches is coming up next i'm a firefighter a teacher i'm a farmer i'm a barber a waitress a mom we're all part of your community every day we move in and out of each other's busy lives it's easy to take for granted all the little moments that make up our everyday some are good Others, not so much. But that's life. It's when you experience a moment of uncertainty, something or someone's behavior that doesn't seem quite right. These are the moments to take a pause. Because if something doesn't feel right, it's probably not. It's not about paranoia. Or being afraid. It's about standing up and protecting our communities. One detail at a time. Because a lot of little details can become a pattern. We. 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 We trust our instincts. Just like you should. Because only you know what's not supposed to be in your everyday. So protect your everyday. If you see something suspicious, say something to local authorities. Welcome back to The Condo Coaches, online at thecondocoaches.com. Here's your host, Johnny Torres. It's our one-year anniversary here at the Condo Coaches. Head coach Dean Akers and I opening up the mailbox, trying to clean house here as we celebrate uh, episode 52. Uh, we are just drilling through these questions that we've been getting. We've had a backlog because uh, you know we were talking to our producer just before the show how when we started the show a year ago, I mean, we were excited if we got one email or one phone call. Now we can't keep up. Now we're getting dozens of phone calls a day. We're getting email, dozens of emails a day. And it's just been a huge blessing. And we want to we know that these problems carry over to other communities. And that's why we decide to share them here on the show, uh, because we know that if we answer them for one, we're answering it for many. And so uh, today we're cleaning out the mailbox. Uh, But before that, there's a story going viral that (laughs) I'd be remiss not to mention. And uh, there's a man, and of course, it's right here in Florida, who is uh, having an issue with his uh, his homeowner association uh, because it's been discovered that he has a pet squirrel. And so um, we've talked about this issue time and time again, uh, typically with your more standard pets, birds, cats, dogs, but uh, never a squirrel. 
and this story is going viral and it's going viral quickly uh apparently this uh the this squirrel was found i guess after one of the storms we had recently uh and uh, wasn't going to survive without some assistance this couple decided to take in the squirrel and nurture it back to health and uh and it adapted to its uh, n- new owners its new household and they, in turn, uh, grew fond of the squirrel. And apparently the gentleman has had some traumatic experiences in his life and has now uh, decided to keep this pet as a therapy pet and uh, and is, is, I guess, gotten some of the proper paperwork to declare it as a therapy pet. But nonetheless, the association is saying that it is not an acceptable pet to live within the community. Uh, Dean, I know the answer, but uh, I'll let you take it. We've had our attorneys on with this, and I think it was Candace or one of our attorneys shared one time that when they get it, it's considered an emotional support animal. Right. That's the terminology. Okay. And when you get an emotional, a documented emotional support animal, it's a federal law. So yeah. Nobody's going to win that. It's an argument. ADA thing, right? Yeah. It's an, uh, yeah. 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 And, and so what's going to happen is, is that pet or that squirrel by the way my brother had a squirrel so really oh yeah he had a squirrel and uh the squirrels are are just like cats when they're when they become friendly they just walk around they're they're okay. pretty peaceful they don't attack or yeah. whatever uh, but the condominium association is not going to win that argument they're not having it either uh so it's it's going to be a bit of a battle you feel bad because in the stories i've seen they show the the pictures of them rehabbing the squirrel uh, right after the storm and it's a cute little thing and uh, they're obviously very enamored with this pet and uh, i don't see a problem with it i would rather much have that than you know again someone in one of the comment sections that i read she goes i'm a florida girl she goes i've had all kinds of pets pet raccoons and squirrels and uh, she goes i've even had an indoor horse and so <laughs> so you got to imagine that it, it can always be worse right well but again if it's an emotional support animal it could be an emotional support Pigs? animal pigs yeah. it could be an alligator right you know at the end of the day and nowadays <laughs> to get an emotional support animal you know uh, to constitute emotional support animal according to our attorneys that have been on it's it's a you know it's a, it's a process you go through but it's not a difficult process yeah all right well so again there's no end to the uh to the insanity here in florida and certainly when it comes to associations there was one and i'll I, we won't get too deep into it but a friend of mine she works for a big developer here in the tampa bay region and uh, if you google search you'll find the story but there was a woman who was frequenting the community pool in a mermaid costume and for some reason, this woman decided to, to take it upon herself to declare herself a mermaid, and she would show up to the pool in her mermaid costume, and and it really rattled people. It really bothered people that she was at the pool in this mermaid costume um, day in and day out, and it became it went it went a little viral. It got out there, and uh, and uh, it's still kind of an ongoing joke in the community. Uh, but it just goes to show you, it's never a dull moment in Florida. Well, she she might have been her husband's emotional support. <laughs> a mermaid, I don't know. Oh, that's I, a good one. I can't one. imagine. Yeah. You know, we've had some we've had some interesting interesting um, stuff. We had the one woman that her board was jealous of her because she was a Playboy bunny. That's right. You know that. There's just you, this stuff is really interesting. I can't say that would bother me. 
<laughs> well, she, yeah, we would leave, well, that, one. Yeah, we'd yeah. leave that one alive. I think we're better off with the, we're really better off with the squirrel. That's right. Stay with the squirrel. That's stick with the squirrel. That's yeah. right. Uh, all right. So digging back into our inbox, Heather writes to us from Broward County. She says we're having issues with the president not following protocol on the sp- and is on a spending spree. We're in an HOA. She goes, the other board members are out of pocket. Uh, I guess just uh, disconnected. Uh, it's been going on for years. I can't get an attorney to assist as they say that he's protected by the insurance policy. Uh, she has lots of documented proof. She'd like to lean his property for financial damage of draining the accounts. The new elections come up in December, and uh, she doesn't want to take over deficiencies without any recourse. Uh, she gives examples. Uh, $18,000 to remarsite a pool. Uh, permits not being pulled for some work, vandalizing gutter systems, and then charging them to unit owners to put new ones in. No bids on a $25,000 tree trim job. And then the city fined the HOA due to the cutting of the trees. And they've had no meetings or minutes for the whole year of 2017. On and on. Help and thank you. I mean, it, 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 the elections are your friend in this situation. The, the elections That's, are your friend. Uh, but, you know, the 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 expenditures are they have, you know, they're nobody. I, I, I can't imagine a board president making expenditures that are are totally outside the realm of normal. Yeah. Uh, you know, remarsiting the pool for 18 grand. I'm getting my pool remarsited. If if she'll send me that contractor, I'll pay him right now. <laughs> and I'm a residential pool. That's not a bad deal. Yeah. You know, you, you, you know, everybody thinks everybody's stealing from everybody. Mm-hmm. The reality is, is it goes back to trust, transparency. And, you know, if, if the, the board ought to be providing the budget, uh, the tree trimming could be under a contract that's already with the landscapers. Yep. Uh, there's just a number of things we don't know there. Uh, you know, if she wants to reach out to us, we'll be happy to meet with her or, or her board and, and, and try to discover it. But most of the times what we find is that it, it's pretty legit. Well, and, and again, like uh, you said, we'll do a free financial assessment there. Uh, I think the key is making sure that you get somebody new in office and then do that financial assessment immediately. Uh, you know, as soon as you get into office and get your bearings, make sure that you get those financial documents. Right. Send them over to us, and we'll kind of figure out and let you know whether what kind of a situation you're in. Yeah, and we we had another call the other day. I had another call the other day. Again, this transparency thing. This board is not giving this person documents that are the the, the declarations and stuff. Yeah. They said call our attorney. You have to call our attorney. And so now this person's all freaked out. Want you know, or go downtown and get the the the, the uh, recorded copies. Look, send the person a PDF. I'm actually going to make an offer, Johnny. Anybody <laughs> that has printed copies of their documents that are not PDF, but they just a don't know how or digital or, for those who digital, may not be familiar digital, with a PDF, yeah. right? If they will mail the condo coaches and maybe we could, you know, we could put an address up on site or something. Okay. I will have those documents digitized and send them a thumb drive of the digitized and for absolutely free. Yeah. No, that's great. I mean, because I remember working for a home builder. I mean, we used to have these books of documents that were so large. They were probably about six inches thick. 
Uh, it was ridiculous. And then you're like, oh, congratulations, new homeowner. Now, here's this massive book that you're right. probably never going to read. Right. And you're probably just going to shove into a corner in the garage and uh, until you absolutely need it. <laughs> well, and then the board gets called by a new owner like this particular case and says, yeah. I want a copy of the deck declarations. And this board, it's a plus 55 community. And they go, well, you know, we don't we, we, we don't have it. So get a PDF. Or as you call it, digital. And then this particular individual said, well, I have, I said, do you have email? And he goes, I have email, but I don't really use it that much. And I go, why don't you go to the library? And when they email it to you, you can put up on one of their screens in the library and read all the documents. That's right. Yeah. And just go through it there. For free. That's absolutely right. Thank you again for that question. And now we move on to Amelia. Amelia writes to us from the uh, Palm Beach County area. Uh, she says, our condo went to arbitration in September. We still haven't gotten a decision. We were told they must have been that they were going to be given a decision within 30 days or that they should have been given a decision within 30 days. It's now past the 30 days. Why have they not complied with the law? That's a pretty open-ended question. We don't know what it went to arbitration for. Oh, right. So it depends on what they went to arbitration for. Well, it does. It, it You know, it says all she's saying is the condo went to arbitration. Sure. I don't know what that's referenced. OK, so it, we'll it need to get a, a little more context. Yeah, from that. If it was something that she had where they went to arbitration, I, I, I have no idea what she's talking about. We'd refer that to our attorneys. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we're going to tap into elections because, again, elections are coming up November, December. It's that time of year. Uh, Sheila writes us, she goes, my HOA board has an election coming up. Uh, they've emailed the property manager and board asking, uh, who is the secretary of the election? And if any of the current board members are running, several residents and new candidates have also emailed the same questions with no answer. Uh, what are our thoughts on that? Several months ago, they, uh, requested that they implement electronic voting and they submitted several great companies to provide that service. And they said that the HOA attorney had advised against it. So it's a two-parter there, but but on the first part, um, you know, they they still have to abide by the ten-day notice for elections. Yeah, they they still have to do everything. Um, you know, HOAs are a little different. Seven eighteen, they have a little bit of more flexibility on proxies and stuff. But the but the second part of that question that the attorney advised against electronic voting. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's kind of like I, I can't even imagine a, a today attorney advising against electronic elections yeah electronic elections if they're not it's not a matter if it's only a matter of when they're going to be they're way more uh, trackable they're a better process uh you know if your association is not doing them yet you need to be on top of it all right so thank you again for that question and we did a whole episode on electronic voting we've done two. Oh, that's right we have done we've two. done two uh well and and again it's it's amazing it, it really kind of clears up the process it adds a layer of transparency to the whole situation yeah uh and and it also i think encourages more participation totally does yeah all right we're celebrating our one-year anniversary here at the condo coaches radio show we'd love for you to be a part of the show as always so send us your emails or call us with your questions help at the condo coaches.com is our email address help at the condo coaches.com or you can call us 813-331-5415 final segment of the condo coaches coming up right after this contact the condo coaches online at the condo coaches.com more of the condo coaches is coming up next guys like having a place to live 
eating food, wearing clothes, sending 639 texts a week on a shiny new phone, there's one thing that can help you get the money to do all of those things. It's called a job. If you're a guy turning 18, there's one important thing you need to do to make sure the job market is wide open for you. Register with the Selective Service System at SSS.gov. Failing to register with Selective Service would mean you'd not only be breaking the law, you'd also be unable to apply for federal jobs, many state and municipal jobs, and all kinds of job training programs the government offers. So guys, take a minute and register with the Selective Service. You'll keep your job prospects open. Otherwise, how are you going to get the basketball shoes with full-length responsive cushioning and an outsole cutout for low-profile impact protection? Take that minute. Go to sss.gov and register with Selective Service and keep all your options open. Remember, it's quick, it's easy, it's the law. Welcome back to The Condo Coaches, online at thecondocoaches.com. Here's your host, Johnny Torres. Joining me as always, head coach Dean Akers, as we celebrate our 52nd episode. That's right, one year's worth of episodes. We didn't miss a single week. I'm so excited about that. That's uh, that's definitely something worth patting ourselves on the back for, because despite the hurricanes and uh, in just uh, everyday life, you know, we managed to do a show every single week. Yep. And uh, we've we've been really excited, and and uh, it's it's a record we got to try to keep up. Well, it's a, it's. I'm really proud of our first year, and I'm really proud of all the uh, guests we've had on. I mean, yeah, I've learned a lot from the insurance side to our recent guests on mosquitoes. I mean, oh my gosh, the point that that is the number one killer in the world. It is, and most pest control companies are dealing with the rats and the roaches and all the ants, but not mosquitoes. Yeah, and mosquitoes are being able to be treated organically now, legitimately. Just so many cool cool relationships we've built with uh, uh, coaches that have uh, volunteered their time. Well, and I would say to the point about the mosquitoes, people are more worried about how green their lawn is rather than what's in their lawn. Right. And they don't realize that these mosquitoes are vicious and all the diseases they carry because it's not if they carry them, it's how many they carry. Correct. And uh, and, and, and being in Florida, it's a year-round problem. Now, the Dominguez's, who were our mosquito experts that were here, you know, they're out of El Paso, Texas. It's a right. seasonal thing there. They're about to shut down for the next few months. Here... It's year round, man. We we are susceptible to, uh, you know, you name it, Zia, Zika, West Nile, all that stuff year round. You don't realize it even uh, how susceptible we are to those diseases. They even told me uh, just hanging out uh, outside of the show that uh, sometimes even that 24 hour bug or maybe if you get sick, it wasn't the change in the temperature or wasn't, you know, uh, you know, you, your kid that got you sick or something. It could have been a mosquito that bit totally. you and, and gave you that bug for, you know, the, the 24 hours or however long you were sick uh, because they're carrying all that stuff, too. And your body's got to fight it. Yep. And we've uh, we've had some uh, great CPA guests on, uh, you know, Percy Lejean. He's been on a couple of times. That guy's just a he's a condominium expert on yeah. on finance and he's given our our listeners great stuff here and then helped on the outside we've had attorneys on uh you know we've had the it's just i look back i went actually through youtube and i looked at all the episodes you know all the various episodes and i i actually sat back with and i know you probably feel the same way with a little pride yeah it's almost like birthing something and i've got five kids so you know <laughs> but you know a little something about that yeah i know i don't know about birthing but i know about <laughs> being there at the end of the day though uh looking back and 
being retrospective this past week and looking at all the episodes. I'm just so proud of the people that have volunteered. I'm so proud of the input. Yeah. I'm so proud of the feedback we get from the listeners. And I just want to tell you, thank you, Johnny. You just do. I mean, the show would not be oh, anything you. without you. Yeah, thank you so and, much. Uh, and, and thank you, Facebook. I mean, sure. look at the mediums. Who would have ever thought that that 10 years ago that we would be able to be nationally through podcasts that people can listen to. That's we right. have a couple of listeners that listen to us every week in their commutes that they, they commute from South Florida and they'll email me or call me and they'll go, I listened to the show this week on my commute again. Yeah. I mean, it's just so incredibly powerful what, what we've created and the content's timeless. Oh yeah. Um, you know, those episodes are going to sit there even over the next year, we may have some of the same guests. We'll definitely have new guests. Uh, and, and some of the topics might change a little bit, but these are timeless. I mean, they, they, these, some of these problems with these associations have been going on as, as long as, uh, you know, associations have even been around. Well, I, the funny part about this is when I do that show mm-hmm. and we talk to boards and, and, and I bring a perspective of having run the businesses I've run over my career. Yep. And this isn't unique to condos. This is, this is family. Sure. This communication stuff we're talking about transcends just being in a condo. And I was explaining that to Oscar from, uh, you know, who was our mosquito expert in the last episode, that really the show is about organizational leadership. Absolutely. And that applies to everything. Everything. Yeah. In fact, when I leave today, I'm going to have our graphic people design a t-shirt that's going to say <laughs> trust transparency and communication yeah with our condo coach logo I on love it, it and i'm going to wear it <laughs> i love it no yeah with your orange uh with your with orange, my blazer. orange blazer i almost right. wore that today you shut up it was the one year episode i know I maybe mean, we'll, maybe we'll bring it in next episode and yeah. we'll do the party hats and the cupcakes yeah. and the, <laughs> so because uh, Roy makes a good point which is that uh, and Roy for those listening handles our live streaming and thank uh, you Roy I mean you yeah. never you're never in the screen but if it, it wouldn't be happening without oh Roy, Roy behind no producing it's been a huge part yeah I mean we wouldn't have the national audience that we do without the work that Roy's done over the past year uh, because again that creates our YouTube videos and of course it allows us to broadcast live on Facebook every week uh, so the thanks to Roy for being such a huge part uh, of this team uh, but uh, we were um, oh now I lost my train of thought but anyways uh, oh yeah so he he was saying that it's actually your 53rd episode that is really the one year anniversary because you've passed the one year mark I guess you know semantics yeah exactly uh, try to tell six that. in one hand half a dozen are in the you other. married Roy <laughs> try to tell that to your wife uh, one year later yeah say oh this really isn't our one year anniversary till next week or next day and see how that flies when you miss that <laughs> that that one year anniversary. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, so. that dog won't. That dog doesn't hunt. That's a southern type <laughs> thing there. Uh, we're answering uh, emails. We're answering social media questions here, trying to catch up, doing a little bit of house cleaning on this one year episode. Uh, and I think we're hitting on some questions we've answered previously now. But uh, I'm going to keep digging around here. But we'll tap into this one i know we've answered this one but again it's a good question because it's a unique situation here it's uh, from jim cook he writes to us from uh, the southern part of the tampa bay region uh, he says um, uh, with these new insurance rules if you are 
an individual owner and you leave your condo, you have to have someone come and check on it uh, every 14 days and document any damage or it will not be covered by your insurance. In addition, the no-fault rule doesn't apply anymore. If someone showers you with water and does damage, in other words, if there's water intrusion from a neighboring unit, uh, they are responsible for paying your loss, even if it wasn't negligence. Um, he was shocked by the new law this year and another very good reason for carrying liability and casualty insurance. And so is is that an actual thing? I mean, we may have to dig into that with our insurance in. expert. We're going to have to dig into that. But I will say this. You should have homeowners or or it's um um it's it's ho uh six which is a homeowner's policy for condominiums yeah and it specifically deals with all those issues so you should have that no matter what uh we know it's from the finishes out is responsibility of the association and when you have somebody above you that has an issue uh it's their responsibility i'm not familiar with that 14 day we're gonna have to get with our legal team on that i don't know that you have to have somebody inspect your place every 14 days i'm that that's i don't know okay all right well we'll keep digging into yeah, that yeah yeah we'll keep. and uh and also you know we've talked about the range of issues right and but again part of the reason why we do ask people to send us in your questions and all that is because we want to make sure that we're not missing anything out there um and so if you have uh a, an idea for a topic or something that we haven't covered you know please let us know uh again uh you know i'm seeing more questions about emotional support animals as to what documents are required uh in a no pets condo association um you know people are asking of course uh, the whether it's worthwhile to do the <sighs> dna testing uh on uh, animals uh you know poop i guess for lack of a better word uh and and that's costly and, and and really that that's got to come down to how passionate is your community about incurring the cost for something like that but uh you know, that's one way to deal with it um but i think you and i agree that the pet stations around the community is also a great way to handle that yeah if you don't have those you need to get one of your vendors to get those installed well and again if you have an emotional support animal uh, even if your association is is a no pets community, there's not much you can do there. It's a, it's a it's an ADA, it's an American Disabilities Act compliance uh, to have to allow them to have their support animal, right? Yeah, and, and what you're finding now is that communities are kind of figuring that out, and it, you know it's they just got to get over fighting it. Yeah, and so if you're going to have emotional support animals, you might as well go ahead and have the litter you know the stations if they're out walking them i mean it just it just makes sense now dean we've got about a minute left here so i know that now we're kind of changing up the way we do the workshops if there's an association or a group of associations that'd like for the conduct coaches to come out and talk to your group um what do they need to do they just need to go to the help at the condo coaches.com Okay. Say, look, so email us. Yeah, yep. email us there and just say, look, we'd like you to come down to the Delray dot, 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 or mm-hmm. whoever they are. We'll set up to come down, and I've been doing them. And I have a full program now called uh, The Life of a Board Member. And the the reviews I'm getting on it from board members that have attended it, it's just they're, it's insane. They they, yeah. they love it because it's more practical knowledge. It's not about 718 law. Mm-hmm. It's about how to be an effective leader 
and how to run your association uh, with transparency, trust, and communication. Well, and you're also bringing copies of the booklets oftentimes as well for everybody who attends. All the time. Yeah. So if you want to download those booklets in advance, go to theconductcoaches.com slash playbooks. That's our one-year anniversary show. High five. (laughs) (laughs) We can't. Bye, everybody. Bye. You've been listening to The Condo Coaches, brought to you by lmfunding.com. Find us online at thecondocoaches.com and join us this same time next week as we help you navigate life in your managed community.